ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. Welcome into the Friday, March 13th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program anytime by calling the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. We've got a lot to get into. Now, the question I've been asked a lot, with no sports going on, what are you going to talk about, Paul? What are you going to talk about? Well, i got a lot to talk about. I've got a lot of things to say because, sure, there are things being canceled, and I'm going to talk about the things being canceled because it just keeps coming. We are on day two of no sports. And coming down today, I think the biggest one for us, for this listening audience, is that the Thundering Herd's 2020 spring football practice postponed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, this was released by Marshall Athletics earlier today. The drills were set to begin on Sunday. It would have been over at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. So right now, the department is reevaluating when, if, they can hold the practices at a later date. And, of course, this is on top of the NCAA also suspending all on- and off-campus recruiting for all sports. That is until at least April 15th. And guess what? We know that the winter and spring championships have been canceled. And so now there's talk of how to compensate some of these senior athletes. And I do believe spring athletes are going to get some eligibility back. Winter athletes, though, I don't think so. That's still to be determined. We don't know exactly what is going to happen in the short term and the long term because we're just day two of this. So we've got all of these things to talk about. We've got some Bengals news. We've got some Conference USA news outside of the pandemic to talk about as well. But, of course, we have another day without sport, not just basketball, not just college athletics, but pro sports as well. The news coming down today, Augusta National, they made the decision the Masters will be pro- postponed. So no Masters, but you can reschedule that. That's fine. You can redo the Masters. That's not going to really – that's not going to be detrimental. That can be redone. That can be taken care of later. You, know, you can make that up. NASCAR postponing its next two race weekends. They called off events at Atlanta Motor Speedway and Homestead Miami Speedway. Of course, a lot of this due to weather, a lot of this, of course, because of the ongoing outbreak of the coronavirus. West Virginia schools are closed indefinitely because of the coronavirus threat. So we know that, and that's going to really cause uh, some difficulties for parents. A lot of people are going to have to reschedule their lives here for a little while to get past this. We know today that players at Major League Baseball spring training camps have been advised to go home. That coming from Yahoo Sports earlier today. So if they decide to stay at spring training facilities, there's going to be a reduced staff. I know that. Also, I get the note today that the Cincinnati Bengals are sending employees home to work from home. And I know the NFL still going to be working with their calendar They're going to be conducting business, but I'm sure they're taking it day-to-day, week-to-week, because 
Right now, they don't have any games to worry about postponing. They don't have to get to that point just yet. They've got the draft, though. And there is a possibility the draft could be a reduced affair. It could be lessened as far as scope. I mean, it could be streamed. We could have the NFL draft be a television-only event. No in-city crowds, no plaza, no concerts, no festivities, none of this. And I think the NFL needs to make that decision sooner than later. Again, this isn't to disrupt your life. This is to prevent the spread of a virus, which has been deemed a pandemic at this moment. So that's why this is going on. But the NFL needs to make a decision soon. We got the season coming up. If you get past this, you can play some football. And we still don't know if we're going to have baseball. Baseball is trying to ride it out a little bit, pushing the season back a couple of weeks. I don't know if we're going to get to that point where a couple of weeks and they're good to go. I don't know if we're going to get to that point just yet. With the NHL, we don't know what's going to happen. And again, that's going to have to do to be, I mean, it's going to have to be determined because of building availability. That's another thing. Building availability, how far can we push this thing back? Are we going to get to the point where, okay, we're just going to have to call this and start a new season later on in the calendar year? How do you do this? How do you make this happen? Same thing with the NBA. With the NBA, be able to pull off a truncated postseason while they try to get the rest of the regular season in. I mean, those are things that have to be determined just yet. We don't know. And, of course, high school sports, we know that's going to be a tricky situation because you're going to run out of time. This isn't a situation where if you're in a pro league, if you are a professional athlete, you're not moving on to the next level. If you're a college athlete, you maybe you're moving on to the next level. Maybe you're going to play pro somewhere. And I know I'm, I'm talking more basketball than anything, but if you're a basketball student athlete, you're senior, are you coming back for that senior year plus or are you going to go to the NBA? I mean, if you're a different level student athlete, I, I don't mean quality-wise. I'm just talking about different sport. If you're a different level, you're not an athlete that has that option to go pro. The opportunities aren't there for you. I mean, this is it. You're playing because you love the sport. What's going to happen here for you? And so there are so many things to get into as far as what this immediately means. But the thing we're focusing on right now is just, of course, Marshall University, the Thundering Herd. I'm sure a lot of you were going to go to Joan C. Edwards Stadium. Sunday was going to be the beginning of drills, and it's like Christmas for a lot of you. You go and you sit religiously in the stands, and you sit and watch practice. You watch them do their drills, and you meet up with people you haven't seen probably since the last football game or the last time you were sitting together watching practice, and you catch up, you reminisce, and you do all this. And I don't know if you could have this. I mean, you're suspending athletic competition. And you heard Mike Hamrick yesterday on the program. If you didn't, go back to the podcast. Catch it wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to him talk about some of the reasoning behind why Conference USA decided to suspend all sport competition until further notice. I mean, Mike made some good points there. Yeah, I'm not going to put my team on a plane. I mean, Rice, the institution, decided, hey, we're going to cut some classes here. We're going to limit in-person interaction. You know, am I going to send my team to go play baseball there? Am I going to send my athletes out? And so there had to be some thought and some reasoning into this. And now 
football. You're going to have a large gathering. I have faith in Marshall's ability to monitor their student-athletes. I have faith in their ability. But at the same time, we've got a fluid situation. So you miss a couple weeks of practice. You can get it back, I'm sure. There's got to be a way. You can get it back. And it's not just a situation unique to Marshall. Marshall's not just in quarantine. Everybody's in quarantine right now, it feels. But I think that was the right decision to do. And the NCAA, of course, I think they could have acted sooner, but they did act. And you can thank the NBA. But again, the NBA, the NBA was about ready to play games. And then all of a sudden they find out, wait a minute, we've got a player that has tested positive. And then all of a sudden the dominoes started to fall. So it wasn't the NBA being a trailblazer here. You know what? We've got to think about the safety of our, our fans. We've got to think about the safety of our players. No. I think they would have played games. If it wasn't for the fact that you had a positive test come back, I'm thinking they're playing games, and then maybe we've got this delayed a couple of days. I don't know. But they were the big organization that basically said, okay, we're going to put a suspension on this. We're going to put a halt to this. And so everyone else saw that, and there it was. That was their excuse, and then the dominoes started to fall. The NHL took a little extra few hours to, to make their decision. The conference tournaments started to realize, okay, we can't just play these games and not have fans. We have to just stop this altogether. When you've got a couple of people on teams testing positive, you've got officials concerned that how will this spread? And so – Everything starts to fall into place here. And now, that was my big question because I thought, they're not going to have martial practice, are they? The athletes aren't just going to practice, are they? They're not going to go out there. I mean, everything else is um, kind of being restricted right now. You're going to put together a large group of kids. And again, I'm confident in Marshall's ability to, to monitor the situation there. I really am. I'm not just saying it. But. At the same time, you don't have a full grasp on the situation. There are a lot of unknowns going on here. And, of course, with the thundering herd, the football team, I mean, that's a statement. That's a complete statement. And I think this was something that they had to come to. They had to make the decision, okay, are we going to let these kids practice? Are we going to let them get together? Are we going to let them work out on their own? What are we going to let these kids and let these teams do? So the decision made look, we've got a, a large group of people here. This might not be a good idea. And I don't know if this is going to trickle down because I do believe softball was practicing earlier today. And so this means maybe it's going to start trickling down to some of the other sports or smaller groups. I don't know. You've got a lot of considerations to get into. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that. I want to get your phone calls in, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. I've got some Conference USA basketball news to tell you about. We've got some Bengals news to talk about as well. Of course, I want to get your phone calls in because we're dealing with a situation now where we have a world without our diversion, without sport. What are we going to do? How are we going to handle this? How are you handling it? That's what I'm curious about. So the phone lines are open. Miller Lite phone lines open for you. We've got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So Conference USA, even though athletics have basically come to a halt, 
there's still business being conducted today. And I offer you this. What if? What if the Conference USA tournament is still being held? What if UAB started on a run? What if UAB got to the conference championship game? What if UAB won the conference championship? Then we're not talking about this today, but we are. UAB has parted ways with head coach Rob Eason. That, of course, being confirmed to ESPN. He was the head coach for the past four seasons. Of course, UAB, I'll tell you this. They finished above 500. They never finished below 500. They were always above 500. UAB, with Easton there, won at least 20 games in two of his four seasons. And his overall record was 76 and 57. Now, I'm talking 500. I'm talking 500 in Conference USA. You're 500 or better in Conference USA, four seasons. You go 19 and 13, and you're 9 and 9 in league. You're not top, you're not bottom. You're not fighting for your life to get into the tournament. But you never finish above fifth place. You don't get to postseason. You don't get to the NIT. You don't get to the NCAA tournament. And here you are a couple of days after the Conference USA tournament begins. And you're out of a job. And I'm just wondering, what if? And I'm not saying this just happened. I think this was in the works before. This was maybe a situation where UAB basically laid it out and said, all right, here's the deal. Going to have to win the conference tournament if you even want to come back. Win the conference tournament, you're pretty much coming back. Get us into the NCAA tournament. Get us into the NIT, which you you don't see happening here. And there was no path, no path whatsoever. And so now you've got the NCAA tournament out of reach because of the conference tournament being shut down. North Texas would have been your automatic qualifier, the regular season champs. And with the regular season champs not able to go to the tournament because of one, the league putting restrictions on conference play or all play to the NCAA tournament coming back and saying, look, we're not going to do this thing. We're just going to have to make the decision. We're just going to have to not play. And so here you go. Here's a coach. Didn't get a shot to finish. And that's what a lot of people are talking about today. What if? What could have been? I mean, yeah, you're right. What if? What could have been? I mean, what if this was going to be Marshall's run in the conference tournament? Marshall was poised to win the Conference USA tournament and then get that automatic bid, go play basketball in the big dance. Dan D'Antoni, two out of three years, has gotten Marshall to the NCAA tournament. And think of what everybody would have been talking about. Now, you don't know. What if? What could have happened? What should have happened? Why didn't it happen? You get all of these misfortunes. And you hear the stories of student-athletes who have battled back. They fought adversity, never been to the tournament. This is going to be their year. This is going to be their opportunity to finally play. And you hear all of that, and you feel bad for these kids. You really do. You feel completely bad for these kids. But life sometimes happens, and it's not fair. And sport, sport is full of adversity. Nothing's given. Nothing's guaranteed. Nothing's promised. Sport is adversity. There's no guarantee. If you give it your all, you're going to succeed. No guarantee. So now sport is going through adversity for everybody. Everybody's facing adversity. It's not just a certain team. It's not Marshall University facing adversity because finished sixth, had to play four games. Now it's 
the season was taken away from everybody. Everybody ends on a sour note. I mean, Marshall finished the last game, won it. They had made it to the next round of the Conference USA tournament, and then that's taken away. And I'm sure it was sort of a delay hit for them because, I mean, think of the women's team. They're moments away from playing, and sorry, your season's over. And I get that completely. I mean, for some student-athletes, they'll never hit the court again in this capacity. And yeah, they might get on the court now and then, charity game, pickup game. Maybe some will go into coaching. They'll see, they'll see the court again, but not in this capacity, not like this ever again. And same thing for coaches. I mean, Rob Eason, this could have been UAB's moment put it all together because that was a team I was worried about. If Marshall would have faced UAB in the conference tournament, I was concerned because I didn't think Marshall could match up with them. I thought that they just were the answer for Marshall. Maybe Marshall could have beat them a third time. Maybe. We don't know. Never know. But that was the team I was worried about. And I thought they were going to be a lot better. So I get it. I understand why UAB decides, all right, with all of this, we're sort of at a standstill now. Let's just go ahead and part ways now because there's no sense in in dragging it out, prolonging it. There's no pay-to-play tournament. There's no CBI. There's no CIT. None of that's going to happen. There's no opportunity for another chance, a, a redemption story. There's none of that. There is only, and I've heard the the phrase, March sadness. March sadness. And I get it. I completely get it. Because there are kids here who have worked their entire life. This was a dream of theirs. This is a goal of theirs. This was something that they wanted, and now they can't do it. And I feel for them. I truly do. But as I do remind you again, Sports is about adversity. This is adversity. And we talk about sport. We're talking about when you get young people involved in sports. We talk about how it teaches and builds character and you grow through adversity. Well, here we are. We are growing through adversity. And, of course, it is terrible that this is the sacrifice that has to be made, but it's for a good reason. Completely understand why you might be sad, but it's for a perfectly good, sound reason. It's just you feel for the kids. And I completely do. I feel for the kids. And I feel for some of the coaches that maybe had a shot here. I mean, Rob Eason, more than likely he was gone anyway. But what if? What if the Blazers, this was going to be their moment in the conference tournament? What if? And we don't know now. We'll never know if this would have been his one shining moment. We have no shining moment now, unless you have uh, a streaming service, because I can just ask my Amazon Echo to play uh, Luther Vandross's One Shining Moment anytime I want to. We will take your phone calls, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. More on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. Paul Swan with you on today's edition of The Drive, resetting our top story. Thundering Herd, along with other institutions, but more importantly for us, Thundering Herd, spring football practices postponed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. 
Drills, of course, were set to begin Sunday at the stadium over at Jones C. Edwards Stadium. And so they are going to reevaluate the possibility of holding the practices at a later date. Don't forget, the NCAA also suspended all on and off campus recruiting for all sports until April 15th and announced Thursday that all 2020 winter and spring championships had been canceled. And this is on top of a lot of other organizations professional, of course, also a lot of athletic departments pretty much bunkering down for the next couple of weeks, couple of months to reevaluate the situation. As we mentioned earlier in the program, just to get you caught up, uh, we've got the Masters being postponed. Baseball basically almost been told, hey, leave facilities. The players have been sort of advised, hey, get get somewhere. Don't be hanging out at facilities. And the list goes on and on. And, of course, we'll take your phone calls, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255 to be a part of today's program. As I mentioned, other things are going on. The NFL pretty much right now, for the most part, they are – they're not saying we're done. They're not saying anything other than, okay, you know, we've postponed a couple of things. But our calendar continues. And so the Bengals today released offensive tackle Cordy Glenn, thankfully. Thankfully. He played in 19 games of the Bengals, 18 starts over the past couple of seasons with Cincinnati. He was acquired by the Bengals in 2018. It was a trade with the Buffalo Bills. Glenn played in 97 career NFL games. He was a starter in 95, and he's done. And I am so happy, not because I thought it was a bad player. It's just if I'm the Cincinnati Bengals, I'm trying to build a culture, and he's a guy I don't want in my culture. He's a guy I don't want in my culture as well because he's someone who you got to rebuild this thing. I think if you're the Bengals, you got to tear this thing down completely. You have got to take apart players who are not contributing. You've got to take apart players who are causing trouble. I mean, the guy, the guy had a four-year contract worth more than $46 million. And the Bengals are going to get $9.5 million salary cap space. And they're not going to owe him any more money. They won't have to pay him anything. So from a financial standpoint, $9.5 million in salary cap? Sure, let's do it. I mean, he was a guy that was projected to be your starting tackle. Maybe he was set to be your starting left tackle. And then he uh, reported a concussion following the team's second exhibition game. And the injury is not my issue with him because it was prolonged, yes. It was extended, yes. And here's a guy who got suspended week seven. It was against Jacksonville. It was described at the time as internal disciplinary reasons. What happened was... And, of course, this is from a report from ProFootballTalk.com. He got into a heated discussion with a member of the coaching staff. He felt he was rushed back to return from the concussion. The team also fined him $200,000. I just don't know if you want this guy in your, in your organization because it's not that it's the injury that's the issue. I, just, I don't think I liked how it went down. And... To be honest, maybe it's good for him as well because if he felt he felt he was rushed back, he needed to maybe step up and be a little bit more assertive as well. I'm going to be fair to him because it did go on a while. 
I can't tell you if it was too long or not long enough. I can't say that to be fair. But I just don't think this is a relationship worth keeping because I don't think there's a relationship here. I mean, if the guy doesn't feel like the team has his best interest at heart, and if the team feels like the guy doesn't yeah, – he's, he's not ready for us, I don't know. I'll tell you what. They might have maybe hugged it out later, but I think you make this move. Be fair to this guy at the same time you give the Bengals an opportunity to recoup some cap space, $9.5 million in salary cap space. I mean, he was in the middle of a big contract. I mean, he's not broke unless he didn't take care of his money. I'll say that. He's not broke. He has got his money. And, of course, we're starting to see the NFL activity. It's coming. That's going to be what we're going to be basically following the NFL and the waiver wire and everything else coming on. Hunter Henry, he got the franchise tag from the Los Angeles Chargers. And let me go on a side note. Have you seen their new logo? It is terrible. It is terrible. It is completely, utterly. I, I don't know how to describe it. I'm sort of flabbergasted that somebody somewhere let that come out of marketing. So that's what's got me disturbed about the NFL right now, that somewhere in 2020, this generic-looking Chargers logo that I thought for a second it was the Rams logo. I looked at it, I'm thinking, why are the Rams changing their logo? Why are they doing this? Oh, that's the Chargers logo. It's terrible. All right, side rant there. Sorry about that. But um, we've got, of course... So many things uh, to get into uh, over the next few days, and we're going to keep updated with the NFL. So at least the NFL is providing us with some distraction. But again, this is stuff that's off-season. This isn't face-to-face stuff. This isn't actual interaction in large groups. This isn't what that's about. And, of course, the NFL, at least the franchises, are trying to stay on top of everything that is going on right now. As I mentioned, Bengals front office, they're sending people home to work. And I'm sure that's happening in a lot of markets. I mean, here's their statement. They sent this out earlier. In an effort to ensure the health and safety of our players, coaches, and staff, the Bengals are asking employees to work from home during the week of March 16th. The Bengals will maintain ongoing contact with representatives of the medical community, government officials, and the National Football League, and will continue to monitor the situation as more information becomes available. So that's what the Cincinnati Bengals are doing, and I'm sure that's happening with franchises all over, not just with the Bengals. When's it hit us, though? That's the next concern. When's that happened to us? When are we starting to be sent home to work from home. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. We got more on the way. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive with Paul Swan. Marshall Athletic Director Mike Hamrick. He knows. Paul's the best. On ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I actually have that in a text from him. If you doubt that, I have that. I'm not going to screenshot it for you. You just have to take my word for it. Welcome back to The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Uh, We're trying to, of course, maintain some sense of reality here today. As for the next few, who knows how many weeks, 
We're going to be a sports-free sports show as the uh, COVID-19 pandemic uh, continues. Uh, hopefully, uh, we bring a little smile to your day as you uh, continue on, and we'll try to keep you updated on all the information. Uh, at the same time, uh, we are going to try to make you smile just a little bit on the program. And I'm also going to be teaching every day. I'm going to be teaching social distancing today. That is, um, here's what the CDC defines it as. Remaining out of congregated settings, avoiding mass gatherings, and maintaining distance approximately six feet from others when possible. Let me give you that again. Six feet from others when possible. And of course... This entire program, I have been separated from our show producer, Spencer Dupuy, who has, over the last week or so, sulked and pouted because I have not allowed him on the air to the point where now I'm getting uh, reports that his professor has indicated to him he should just, just pop the microphone on and talk at any time. First of all, that's a letter grade deduction, sir. Hey, I was just letting you know what was said to me. I have not popped the microphone on and done anything. Correct. So then that I is do good. not have a letter grade deduction. That is good, and you will keep it that way. You will keep it that way, sir. And I know your professor is listening, so you know, I'm just informing him, too. You will keep it that way, sir. Also, social distancing. You have not been practicing social distancing. I'm sorry. I, earlier today, I was around like 12 people at the radio station at, at WMUL. Yeah. So. And you, you have not been maintaining six feet from me. Hey, in my defense, Marshall University told us we could operate as normal. So that, Are you at Marshall University right now? Are you at Marshall University distance. right now? Is, is this Marshall University you're at? No, no, no. I'm talking about the radio station, so I wasn't I, I, practicing I don't that there, care. So I'm talking about here. right here and now with me. You have not been operating in social distancing. I'm behind a glass wall. Now you are. You are well within the six feet parameter. Uh, you know, I mean, there's a perimeter. You were well within it. Don't let me go all Les Nessman on you and put the tape around my desk. Hey, I did bring you an ice cold beverage. You did, and I did promptly wipe it down. <laughs> So uh, let's get serious for a second. Uh, you were impacted by all of this. Marshall University as an institution has been impacted. Uh, I mean, what's been going on over there? I mean, I feel like I've had a deeper impact. I mean, the athletes are impacted a lot more, but, you know, my position as a student broadcaster has been impacted. My opportunities are now limited because of that, and, you know, I'm graduating over the summer, so... I just called my last athletic event. That was Marshall men's basketball versus Florida Atlantic. And, you know, they told us at the radio station we can operate as normal as we proceed as we want to. So we told our staffs, you know, you can come in if you want. You're not required to, obviously. But, you know, I walked on campus today and there is like a ghost town. And, I mean, it always is on Friday, but, like, it just felt like a different ghost town. Because students are practicing social distancing. Well, a lot of them already went home. That's true. That's true. The thing is, I like Marshall. I like what they did because West Virginia, as a state, it people are not always in urban areas and it's hard to get internet. So I like their call of leaving the dorms open when Marshall goes to this all online schooling because some people at home, like uh, one of the guys at the radio station, Tyler Kennett, he lives near Bluefield, but he lives in a town called Rock. He just barely gets any internet. So, you know, he's going to be able to come 
back to Marshall after spring break and sit in the dorms and do his work, which I, th- I applaud Marshall for doing something like that, knowing a lot of its students' background. For Young Spencer Dupuis and Pulse One, thanks for tuning in to today's edition of The Drive. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. West Virginia Metro.